are so many different ideas about good health. How do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another awesome episode of Healthy View Radio with me, Andrea Beeman, and my awe-inspiring co-hosts, Lisa Lutan and Michelle Fenninghaus. This is the place to be every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern. We've got healthy views. We've got healthy hosts, healthy habits, and healthy gifts. And I'm not even kidding about that. This week was like Christmas around here. There were gifts flying all over the place from everything that you could imagine. We had our summer block party on Monday night on both Twitter and Facebook. And that was sponsored by Mountain Rose Herbs. And our very own Lisa Lutan tried to grab some of the swag for herself. (laughs) <laughs> you want to explain yourself, Lisa? No, I just said that sounds awesome. I really want it. Yeah, I'm using it. You're using it now. I'm using so many products today. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so I don't blame you for wanting to grab the swag because those gifts were amazing. Uh, we had five winners for all of those gifts. I mean, we were just giving away stuff, not us, but our sponsor, Mountain Rose Herbs, who we all love, uh, gave away so much stuff this week. So we had um, Jane Minor Sartain. Sartain. Uh, she receives a, a cooking oil and salad oil gift that included olive oil, sesame oil, pumpkin seed oil, and hemp seed oil. Uh, Margaret Reinold is getting an organic tea set gift that comes with a celestial tea strainer, a make tea not war mug, turmeric chai, evening repose tea. Diana Wildner uh, will feel nice and pampered with the bath and body gift set, which includes the restorative skin oil, Goddess Dreams massage oil, Rose Facial Wash, and Rasul Clay. What is Rasul Clay? Does anybody know? Oh, I figured you would know. No, we're going to have to ask Diana to try it and let us know. And then Michelle McCoy is getting some amazing elixirs and tonics that everybody wanted. They all wanted the Adapt Chocolate Elixir uh, and also ginger syrup, balance care extract, elderberry extract. I mean, she's got some swag right there. And then Rachel Fuller is getting the culinary herbs, which is the Kaiway smoked sea salt, smoked black peppercorns, all-purpose seasoning, and grilling herbs. I'm telling you. Yes, this part is amazing. Amazing. Everything. We just gave away the whole place. And it was sponsored (laughs) by Mountain Rose Herbs. They really made our block party the best it could possibly be. Uh, So a big shout out to Mountain Rose Herbs. We love them. And we know that you will love them too. Head on over to mountainroseherbs.com forward slash HBR to check out all of the amazing herbal products and natural products that they have. They're an awesome company. Go ahead. And let me just tell you, like right now, literally, I have the aroma spray on my arm. I have their hair oil to slick back my hair and I'm drinking their iced tea. The products are freaking amazing. So oh my God, love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have that look today, Lisa, of remember Robert Palmer in the 80s? <gasps> You simply ear is. <laughs> I need red lipstick and a black dress, and I can totally do it. Oh, let's do that <laughs> next week. We'd be so cute. Ooh. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it's more well, of a winter you- look than a summer look, I think. All right. Well, what if we wore white skin, red lipstick, black tank tops? Okay. I, mean, I have a black tank top. 
I think Mich- Mich- Michelle does, though. She's wearing one right now. For those of you that are watching on um, on Facebook Live, Michelle is, is wearing a bikini over there. A little... <laughs> Okay, so let's get down to business today. Today's topic is a really interesting one, and people have a lot of opinions about this. It's about politics and our health. So I know that folks aren't going to be happy with me about this, uh, but for about 20 years, I stopped voting. I did. 20 years, I just stopped voting. Uh, and there, there was a reason for that. For me, it was I the government is in bed with these big corporations, right? So when... When I'm voting at the polls, because that's a cog, it's a machine, right? And it's, it's funded by a lot of corporate entities. Um, I wasn't believing that, that my vote mattered, actually. So I started voting at farmer's markets. I started voting with my dollars because I live in a capitalistic society. I'm very clear on that. And um, my choices at each store that I went to was my vote. That's what I was thinking for like 20 years, literally. And... I just stopped buying chemical products, anything that had BPA, all the crap that's out there that's in the world being supported by a lot of the government organizations. Um, So um, I know that money talks. And so I want to hear your thoughts. Like I I voted last year. You know, I had to. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. Somebody had to do something. (laughs) It didn't didn't help. (laughs) But uh, so... What are your thoughts on health and government? Well, you know what? I never, I think I may have voted one time before the last presidential election. I never considered myself very political. And that was just sort of my stance. I think there's a lot of people out there. I just don't think, I'm just not a political person. End of story. And I saw something one day. This was when, um, Bernie was still in the primaries and someone, one of my friends had posted something that said, if you think you're not political, read this. Okay. All right. I'll read it. Cause I'm not political. And it was like, do you care about where your food comes from? Do you care about, you know, how we treat the environment? Do you care about, you know, all these different health and wellness issues is what was listed. And I was like, yes, very much. I care about all those things a great deal. And the payoff was like, you know, well, Bernie's the only candidate who supports all of these things. Yeah, da, 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 da. But the point was, it really woke me up to like, oh, actually, I'm very political, turns out. Mm-hmm. Who knew? So I wrote some paper in high school about voting. And it. I remember researching how low the turnout numbers were for people who actually voted. And at that time, I made a decision that this was a right that I had, and I was never, ever going to take it for granted. So I've always voted in every election. But to be honest, it's usually the presidential election, not really the midterm election. So but I will also admit that I've often been a single issue voter. And That's something that I'm not going to talk about which issues right now, but I think that many people are like that. And it's really important. I think this last election, for better or worse, really opened our eyes to the fact that our votes do matter, our voices do matter, and that we really need to start being more outspoken about what matters to us. We can't take anything for granted. Mm. So let me ask you this, because this system that we have in place is funded by a lot of the big corporations, right? So if we, like, we, we find a, a, a candidate that we really like, they care about the environment, the topics, the children, right? All that, the stuff that we kind of care about. So if we vote for that person and they're put into the machine, 
right? Does it really make a difference? Well, I think the machine really, there's a different machine going on. I think that candidates have to say certain things to get elected and then they do what they want otherwise. Like they don't necessarily follow through on what they said because then they're going to follow their agenda. But to get into office, they have to follow a party line, which is not their own line. Then once they're in the system, the lobbying effort and everything you're referring to takes over. Mm-hmm. And it's, it really is just very depressing, you know, about what's going on. It's very difficult to trust, you know, the, the whole, anything that's really recommended from the government, especially in terms of health, because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes and who's influencing them. Yeah, that's true. It can be a little scary, right? It's very scary. I mean, when we start learning about all those studies along the way that were doctored, you know, whether it was cigarettes or sugar or alcohol or fat and all these studies that, you know, were wrong and the government guidelines, what they've been recommending to us, especially in terms of nutrition, is just, it's scary and it's led to so many problems for us as a nation. It's like anything in life. You want to understand it, you have to follow the money. End of story, right? Who's paying for this? How is the study funded? Who's putting the money in their pocketbook at the end of the day? And then you'll understand how it all works. Right. So then how can we have a government that is unbiased? If at the end of the day, money is what matters, right? Instead of the health of the people, how can we really trust? Well, that's what I loved when I, I mean, I'm whatever, here I am talking about Bernie again, but the real, the reason that that resonated with me is because he wasn't taking the big corporate dollars, mm-hmm. you know, and it was people like me, $15, $20, $30 funding his campaign. I mean, maybe there were some aberrations there, but you know, that, that was what drew me in to that idea. Like that's how government should be. It should be right by the people for the people. Yes. By the people for the people. Very important. Right? But, we li- but we live in a very big country and what's going to make one person happy in one part of the country might not make somebody else happy in another part of the country as well. And I think that the, the, ter- the role of the government is to have checks and balances to work correctly. I mean, it's not working, but the way it was set up, it was to keep us in check. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really getting people into office who care about real issues who care about making positive changes, who actually listen to what people want is what's so important for us now. Because it is, it's just gotten so polarized. It's so crazy. You know, everybody is so extreme. We are a divided country. And until we start recognizing that we all want, you know, we all want a safe, healthy world and we can come together and get that in some way, that's when change for the good will start happening. I, uh, I once went to a uh, book signing with Michael Pollan, and he was talking about uh, Congress. And he said that Congress used to all eat together, right? There was a big lunch area where they all, you know, all the different parties would come together. They would break bread, so to speak. And they stopped doing that. They stopped sitting together at a meal, right? Because we understand every you have a different political opinion. Michelle has a different political opinion. I have a different, right? We all have differences, but we come together to find some uh, some way to to find the greatest good for all, right? So when the the political party stopped eating together, stopped having meals together, they got even more divisive. 
right? So food can be political as well, our food and what's happening to the food supply. What are your oh, thoughts on that? That's a whole other thing. Not to mention the, the, the culture and the humanity around eating together, which I think is a wonderful point. Right. On Facebook, it's easy to leave angry faces and say nasty things to each other. But like, you know, uh, my neighbor over here, we have very different political views, but we're great friends. And you're able to find common ground when you actually speak to each other as human beings. But the whole food supply issue, that's a whole other thing being backed by big money. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah, but you just hit the nail on the head when we can look at each other as human beings. So as, as human beings, we have these inherent needs, right? Um, quality of life, uh, health, happiness as human beings. And when that gets taken away from us in some way, then nobody's happy. Or at least some people are happy. <laughs> and then you have a other majority that's not really so happy. Well, so what about what, my need to have my pocketbook be very, very, very full, Andrea? I have that need. I have to sell whatever the heck I'm selling at whatever cost because that's my need. Mm-mm-mm. That's where we run into trouble with that whole everybody has needs thing. Well, what if we looked at it from the humanity perspective, right? As opposed to from the, the greed perspective or, um, uh, you know, like what if we looked at it from the need of the human being to live happily and healthfully on the planet? Like you could do that without money. Go ahead, Lisa. I love what Andrea said in the beginning, like every single day she was voting with her dollars, you know, by going to a you know, a, a farm stand or by buying organic. Every single day, we're making choices to where we want our money to go. And I think that's how we can make these changes by buying quality products, by not accepting crap, you know, and, and literally making these conscious decisions every single day. Mm. Yeah, well, not buying crap, and then educating the people about what is crap. Right. <laughs> There's a large majority of the people that have no idea that their food is loaded with plasticizers and chemicals and all this other stuff um, that they're purchasing. They're kind of blind to it. So how do we educate the people? Because that's, that's a big topic as well. Well, we're doing a lot of that in our work as health coaches. I know I sat down with my son the other night. He was talking, we we're talking about McDonald's. And so we were talking about, well, what really is in those chicken nuggets? And we watched <laughs> some videos online and uh, what goes in that, what goes in this? And he was like, oh, oh, so they spray the food with that. And then what happens? We eat it, mom? Yeah, honey, that's exactly what happens. And it all started to click up here. And I said, well, don't worry, honey. A little bit of that's not going to kill you, but that's why mommy cooks almost every single day. Oh, she's a good mommy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, these are lessons that uh, he goes, well, why doesn't everybody cook, mom? I go, well, not everybody knows how. Mm. Not everybody knows how. No. Did you girls get home economics when you were in junior high school or high school? I didn't take it because I wanted to be like a boy. I wanted to take metal shop. I was rebelling. <laughs> it would have served me. Actually, it was wood shop, and I got a C in wood shop. I should have stuck with home ec. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, you were better off in the wood shop because in home ec in the 80s, when I went to junior high school uh, and high school, right, uh, home ec was we learned how to make a cinnamon roll. Yes. Was, this, was it with Bisquick? Yes, it was one of those. You just pop open the can and you roll out the dough and you pour the sugar and the cinnamon. How is that healthy? Oh. 
that's all you need to know for to keep your home running is how to pop open a can and pour some sugar on it. I mean, right? That's what it's all about. We did the exact same thing. <laughs> you know, in the schools today, though, I know in our high school around here, they do teach healthy cooking classes and they're very popular. So that's at least something in the right direction. Yeah, that is the right direction. And I know you girls, I know Michelle is giving cooking classes as well. I do cooking classes online. Yeah, I haven't, the schools have really made a lot of changes, not all of them, but a lot of schools now have gardens where the kids are growing their own food, picking their own food. Sometimes, you know, it's part of the curriculum or it's part of their lunchtime, which I think we've come a long way. We still have a long way to go. And I mean, that's part of the political system, right? Money has to go towards funding these things in the schools so that kids can have that kind of education. Otherwise, they just get that slop on a tray or whatever they do, the frozen pizza. And I mean, that's a great example how politics and health intersect. Yeah. And how we need people that could bring that to the table. I know in New York City, they cut um, the funding in the public schools. And what did they cut out? You girls are not going to believe it. Recess? Recess. Yes. I know. It's so stupid. How crazy is that? So dumb. Kids need exercise. They need to move their body. They need to run around. No, Andrea, they need to sit still so we can diagnose (laughs) them all with ADD and medicate them. So pharma's making the money for the rest of their lives. That's what we have to do. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Somebody come (laughs) and save us. (laughs) Well, I'm really excited about our guest today. Uh, She's a a mom. She's a small business owner. She's a former Assembly Democratic Caucus chair and a fierce advocate for women. Her name is Kelda Royce. Uh, She's so fierce, in fact, that her campaign for governor, uh, her video shows her breastfeeding her baby. Lisa, did you see it yet? I didn't, but power to her. Awesome. (laughs) Yes. In the middle of the the thing, boom, pops up baby. That for me right there. Yeah. Right. That is fierce. That's all we needed to see, right? That's done. Okay. I'll vote for her. Uh, She's a a warrior for women and children. Kelda is focused on building a Wisconsin. She's not here yet, but maybe she'll go for presidency soon. (laughs) Uh, Focused on building a Wisconsin where everyone has the chance to succeed. Kelda is a mom and stepmom of four girls, and she knows that schools are not given the resources and responsible gun restrictions to keep our children safe. She'll be coming up right after the break. And then later on in the show, we have another warrior woman, uh, Amanda Goodwin. She's a virtual holistic health coach who overcame her own autoimmune health challenges and has gone on to fulfill her passion of helping others with chronic illness. So don't go away. We'll be right back. We've got an awesome show for you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you ever have an off day? 
Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. Today we are exploring the intersection of health, food, and politics. And if you think these things have nothing to do with each other, you've got another thing coming. Today's guest is Kelda Roy, who is currently running for governor of Wisconsin. And I came across Kelda's campaign through one of her ads. I don't live in Wisconsin. Her ad was so striking and went so viral because in the middle of it, she's breastfeeding her baby and continuing to talk about banning BPA in plastics. Boom. I was (laughs) smitten. I'm like, we have to get this woman on the show. This is a woman after my own heart. And I think I might have to move to Wisconsin so that I can vote for Kelvin. (laughs) But for now... Kelda, welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Michelle. Oh, we're so happy to have you. We love having strong women, whatever your political views are, women who are out there making positive change in the world. That's what we're all about. But I have to say, Kelda, you're a little bit of an unusual guest for us because typically we're talking to some sort of nutrition or health guru. But I'm going to ask you the same questions that we always ask our guests, starting okay. with, What did you have for breakfast today? Oh, well, for breakfast, I had some yogurt and raisins because that's what my four-year-old daughter, that's her favorite meal. It's just plain, you know, full-fat Greek yogurt um, with a little bit of raisins in it for sweetness. And, uh, And she's been loving it since she was, you know, a year and a half years old. So whenever we're in a rush in the morning, it's like, okay, yogurt and raisins, that's what you get. That'll do it. Hey, and that's pretty fast food too. It is. I also had a giant decaf iced coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Full disclosure. All right. Full problems there. To be honest, yes. (laughs) Now, I know you're a busy woman, so I want to know what is one thing that you do every day that has the greatest impact on your life? Wow. Um, Well, I, uh, I try to check in with my partner 
first thing in the morning and last thing before we go to bed to, at night. Um, he's, he and I are both busy and uh, obviously I'm running for governor and I, uh, before that I own a small business and he has a busy career too. And so we're running around, we've got kids. And um, so just trying to spend a few minutes in the morning and before we go to sleep, just reconnecting with each other. That's how our, <laughs> how we stay a little bit sane and grounded. Oh, and I take it you mean in person, not just a quick text message. Yes, in person uh, <laughs> when, when we can. You know, if one of us is traveling, then usually we'll just FaceTime. Um, even if we're it. too tired to talk, we can still just look at each other on the screen. Aww. Aww. I love you. I lose our eyes <laughs> together. Aww. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelda, a lot of people, myself included up until recently, you know, don't consider themselves very political. But for anyone who's concerned about their health, can you list off a few ways that you see politics influencing our health on a daily basis? Oh, it's uh, so inextricably, link inextricably linked to human health and to the health of the planet. I mean, the, the thing I hear about all the time as I'm traveling around Wisconsin is people need access to healthcare. Um, their healthcare is too expensive because of the acts of our political leaders. They don't have, um, they can't afford health insurance. They can't leave their job because they're afraid they're gonna lose their insurance. The cost of their prescription drugs are too high. All of these things are affected by who our political leaders are and the decisions that they're making. Are they for the benefit of the insurance companies? Are they for the benefit of uh, prescription drug companies? Or are they for the benefit of people? Um, and then, you know, that's just at the most basic level. But obviously, when you think about things like toxic chemicals and how heavily used pesticides are and how our, our water and our soil and our air can be polluted by big corporations and really intensive, um, heavy manufacturing or agricultural use, all these things affect human health as well as our planet. And whether or not they're allowed to happen how they're regulated is all decisions that are made based on who is in power, who has political power. So it's really essential that if these are issues that are important to you, that you're voting based on that. And um, I'm a Democrat, I'm progressive. And, you know, I, I think that our party is very well aligned with the goals of trying to make sure we have healthy people, healthy communities and a healthy planet. That's a really good point. I know a lot of us as individuals, you know, we try to remember to bring our bags when we go to the grocery store and do our, our part for the environment, but it's what's happening at an industrial, you know, level, a corporate level that's really mm -hmm. making the biggest impact. And, and that is all about uh, what's being regulated by the government. Those are great examples. And we'll talk more about some specifics in a bit. Um, but I'm curious now, we know that you're a breastfeeding mom, we know that you've worked to ban BPA, but have you always been interested in healthy living? Uh, well, more or less. <laughs> I, uh, I was interested, I guess, as a young child in, um, in the environment and trying to, trying to eat healthfully, although, you know, like any good Wisconsin girl, I will just never say no to ice cream or custard. <laughs> um, and, um, and I've always been concerned about sort of the impact of our, how we live on our planet and on the environment. You know, why do we need to use uh, so many single-use plastics? Why do we have to manufacture plastics and burn fossil fuels when we've got sources of green, clean, sustainable, and renewable energy that we could be investing in instead? So, um, so I think it's always been an interest of mine. Um, 
but not as much from the human health perspective, more just thinking about how are we going to sustain life on the planet. Now that I'm a mother, of course, I'm very concerned about my own longevity, making sure that um, I'm giving my kids the nutrition that they need to to learn and to be active and healthy and, and grow up strong. Right. Yes. I speak with so many mothers that, you know, when, when you have a child, suddenly you're thinking about everything. Oh, what's he putting in right. his mouth? That's when I started making my own deodorant because I had little fingers creeping up in my armpits while he's breastfeeding. And I thought, oh no, what is he touching in there? And then right. putting, and then in putting his, his fingers in his mouth. That's right. <laughs> that's <smart>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I, you know, when I, um, I remember when I was in my twenties and started you know, making, using vinegar and lemon juice to clean everything. I was like, I have baking soda, I have hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> and then I just got rid of everything else. Cause I just said, uh, at least I know, uh, what's in this stuff. I don't have to worry about it. And it's cheap. It's a lot cheaper than buying different cleaning products. Um, and in my twenties, you know, it's like, I don't, I just don't want to have a lot of hassle <laughs> for cleaning. Yeah. Win, win. Interesting. Okay. So you've always had a little bit of a bent towards the healthy and the holistic. What about politics? So you were a small business owner. I'm a small mm-hmm. business owner. And I've thought, oh, I should run for office. Like I should <laughs> do, do it. it. You should. I don't even know where to begin. I don't I'll even vote know. for you, Michelle. Thank you. <laughs> but how did you get involved? Like how did that how'd you make that well, transition? You know, I've always been um, I guess politically minded. In high school, I did volunteering with Planned Parenthood. And I was always interested in women's rights and LGBT equality, as well as obviously the environment and economic justice. So a lot of political issues. And um, after, uh, after I went to law school, I decided not to take a big sort of corporate law job that a lot of my classmates were doing. Instead, I went to fight on the front lines for women's rights. I became the executive director of NARAL Pro-Choice Wisconsin. And so I led led the fight, not just for making sure we have access to abortion, um, which by the way, in Wisconsin, we have a criminal abortion ban on the books. So if Roe v. Wade is overturned, abortion will immediately become illegal for women in Wisconsin, which is why it's so essential that we have a governor who supports women come uh, November. And um, and I worked on access to birth control. I worked on infant mortality and, and the racial disparities that are so persistent um, in health outcomes, working on making sure kids have access to um, comprehensive age-appropriate sex ed that's medically accurate so that they can take care of their own bodies and make good decisions that are healthy for them and healthy um, throughout their lives for their partners. Um, and uh, at, after that is when I run for assembly. So I spent four years kind of running that nonprofit and working on issues of health care and access to health. Um, and then served in the state assembly for two terms where I helped to expand Badger Care, which is our Healthcare program. It's a public insurance program for low-income people to over 80,000 Wisconsinites. And um, so I, you know, I loved being able to have an impact on the front lines and make sure that people um, have access to basic health care. And, um, and it was after that, after leaving the legislature, that I started my, my business five years ago. Oh, I see. All right, you guys. I got, I got to go. I got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing, Kelda. Uh, I'm curious. So you did a lot of work to get BPA out of sippy cups and bottles for our babies and small children. What, what else? Like, what other chemicals need to go? What else is just <laughs> making you crazy? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Um, I worked on a, a lot of different issues. You know, in Wisconsin, uh, we have thousands of lakes. In fact, we have more lakes than Minnesota. 
they, they build themselves as a land of 10,000 lakes. We actually have more lakes. Hey, uh, but, but the problem is our lakes are getting polluted by too many nutrients. So we've got, we're a great agricultural state. Um, that's wonderful. We produce a lot of food. We produce a lot of dairy um, in Wisconsin, but uh, we need to make sure that we're preserving our clean waterways. And so we need to reduce the amount of phosphorus and nitrogen that goes in to our waterways um, and focus on more sustainable forms of agriculture. So I worked uh, on legislation to address uh, nutrients and protect our groundwater as well as surface water. I also worked on um, flame retardants, which were often put into bedding and furniture, um, totally unnecessary. The only reason that they are there is because of the powerful chemical lobby that manufactures these chemicals and they wanna continue putting it into our furniture. And, um, and it's particularly concerning uh, for things like mattresses for babies and young children, because of course they're spending eight, 10, 12 hours, you know, sleeping with their faces right next to the mattresses, um, which continued to then off gas for years. And so um, I worked on legislation to address that and make sure that uh, we had broader safety for children's products. Can I give you a hug? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Flame retardants, they make me crazy. By the way, yes. you guys know that you can call a company and ask hey, do you guys use flame retardants? Or if it's a company that sells different brands, which brands do not have flame retardants? You can ask before purchasing a new couch, for example. Wow, right. I didn't and know that. Yeah, and, and companies are now responding to the pressure. I mean, I think the great thing about politics is that even if you don't aren't successful in passing the law, you're raising the issue, you're educating consumers, and you're, you're putting power into people's hands so that they can actually call up a furniture manufacturer and say, hey, I want to buy a new couch. I'm about to spend $2,000. I want to know that it's going to be healthy for my family. And that kind of consumer interest and pressure is really what has transformed the industry. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, one state passing a law. Um, that We saw that happen with BPA. Now it's like pretty hard to find a baby bottle that has BPA in it because, um, you know, because of uh, the interest of consumers and learning about what happens with BPA. Demand, yeah. I loved in your video, you said, are we taking our orders from people or are we taking our orders from chemical corporations that don't care at all? I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I have a question. So how can you, as a, you know, in Congress, how can you um, take this to the next level and not be, um, I guess, uh, coerced by the large companies that are going to come to you? Well, you know, I have a long track record of standing up to special interests and, um, special interests. you know, I, I mean, whatever, whatever they are, I've, you know, I'm a Democrat, but I stood up to my own party on the issue of gerrymandering of, of independent redistricting. Cause I believe that voters should choose their elected officials and not the other way around. I don't think we should have politicians drawing maps to benefit themselves and keep themselves in power forever. Um, and so, you know, I just do what I think is right. And, um, and the way that I'm funding my campaign is through grassroots contributions from people all over the Wisconsin and frankly, all over the country who want to see new leadership and see powerful, fierce women uh, taking, taking control and saying, we can build a better world together. And um, I'm very privileged that I have the legislative experience. I've been able to reach across the aisle and, and work on a lot of these um, really tough, challenging issues that we have. In Wisconsin, I'm ready to do that as governor, too. 
I just want to say, Kelda, that you're giving me hope for the future of our country, honestly. Like, big applause. I mean, the fact that you're willing to stand up to your own party, like, we just don't hear that in politics anywhere anymore. So thank you. And thank you for being such a great role model for politicians and for women. Thank you for saying that, Lisa. I feel like it's such a privilege to run for office and especially to run for uh, a big office like governor. And um, I think that people are really responding to our positive and hopeful message. You know, the idea that we can, if we work together, we really can build a better world. We can make change, whether it's on the issue of access to health care or investing in public education, um, making sure that we transition to a clean energy economy. We All of these things are possible. They are within our grasp. All we have to do is work together to make sure that the people who are elected actually represent our values, and then that we hold people accountable once they're in office and give them support as well as give them pressure um, so that they're not just hearing from the big special interests and the big corporations who want to run the show. Well, Kelda, we are all health coaches. And if you are our client, I think what we would say to you is kudos for taking care (laughs) of the health of everyone in Wisconsin, taking care of your family. And please, as you move towards November, please continue to take care of yourself. Thank you. We'd love for you to um, go ahead and tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about you and your campaign. Thanks, Michelle. The best place to go is keldaforgovernor.com and Kelda, like Zelda with a K, uh, <laughs> keldaforgovernor.com. You can see that video um, that, that I posted and you can read more about my positions on other issues. You can donate. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, um, and uh, tell all your friends that you know in Wisconsin to make sure to vote for me on August 14th and again in November. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you. And I do have to look into by what date I have to relocate to Wisconsin in order to (laughs) be registered there. (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Terrific. Well, thank you so much for being here. We are going to be back after the break with Amanda Goodwin talking about autoimmune health. So hang tight, everyone. We'll be right back. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio, where we make healthy living practical and usually non-political, except for today, because we've been having a fascinating discussion with Kelda Royce. And I will say we need more politicians out there to, like her to make our world healthier. So speaking of making our world healthier, I'm going to introduce you to our next guest, Amanda Goodwin. But I do want to point out, if you stick around till the end of the show, we will be announcing the winner of our Summer Spice giveaway. Wait, we're giving away more stuff? More More stuff. stuff. It's unbelievable. I know. How lucky can you be one day? (laughs) So stay tuned for that till the end. But let me tell you a little bit about Amanda. Amanda Goodwin is a virtual holistic health coach who decided to become a health coach after overcoming her own autoimmune health challenges and fulfill her passion of helping others with chronic illness. Amanda received her training from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition as well as Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. She received a scholarship to the Hashimoto's Institute as well as Andrea Nakayama's Holistic Nutrition Lab. Those of you might remember we had Andrea on the show not too long ago. So Amanda leads workshops and offers groups and individual health and wellness coaching to any individual who wants to change and transform their life. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, Amanda is the coach to call. Amanda, welcome to the show. Hi, yes, thank you for having me. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good. It's Nice and warm here in PA, but I will take this over winter any day. Yeah, pretty warm up here in Boston, too. I'm thinking New York, too, you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's sweltering. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Amanda, I, I was reading a lot about you, and it turns out that you had a lot of sickness in your life from a very early age. Can you tell us about it and what that did for your journey to health coaching? Yeah, sure. So uh, around 14, when all the hormones started changing, I started having stomach pains. Um, And then, of course, uh, as life progresses and life gets more stressful, uh, getting married and getting a job, uh, Crohn's disease actually crept in. So um, I was in my late 20s, early 21, somewhere around there, uh, when I started getting symptoms and I was just not feeling well. And I went to the doctors, of course, looking for answers. Um, and they did not really have what I was looking for. I mean, they had their place. They kind of kept me alive because I was sick for nine months. And um, I was down to like 88 pounds, and I seriously thought that I was going to die. Um, so 
after a little while, I decided to take my health into my own hands, and I started reading and researching and just getting my hands on any books I could get my hands on, and I started changing my diet. And within the first week of changing my diet, I actually had solid bowel movements. So um, I know you guys aren't shy about talking about poop. So. <laughs> I love talking about right. poop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I still celebrate good, healthy bowel movements because when you go from bloody diarrhea to a nice solid bowel movement, you know, it's, it's a good thing to celebrate. So I, I'm sure a lot of people listening are wondering, what was it you changed in your diet that made such a huge difference? Right. Yes. Yeah, so basically, I went back to the way God intended food to be, whole foods, you know, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, uh, protein, you know, good, healthy stuff that actually comes from the earth, not something that comes from a bag or a package. And just doing that made all the difference for you. Yep. Yep. Pretty much everything, you know, just the food changes really changed my health. Um, and then I did do some tweaks. I kind of bumped it up to an autoimmune paleo diet for a little while because I did want to wean off of the drug medications that they had me on. Uh, I was starting to get side effects from those. So my liver was really taking a hit. I was starting to get skin cancer, uh, lesions. Um, so I just thought, you know, it's time to get off my medicine. I'm going to do everything I can to keep my inflammation down on my own. And I slowly weaned off my medications. It took a year. I wanted to make sure I was doing it safe. Um, but now you know, I've been flare-free for 16 years and medication-free for six. Woohoo! Yeah. Congrats! That's yeah. awesome. And so, yeah. how what is your diet like now? Um, I kind of stick always to the whole foods, and I kind of go in and out of you know paleo, autoimmune paleo, just whole foods. Um, I do. I have a balance. I also have Hashimoto's. Um, so I do have to be careful of not going too low carb and all that good stuff to make sure that my adrenals and my thyroid feel safe. So I kind of just listen to my body. Sometimes I don't even make a store list. I just go to the store and kind of act like nature in the deer and just decide what do I want to eat today. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. I was really um, fascinated how when you were pretty young, you had this terrible pain in your side and somehow you just knew it was food. Like, how did you know yeah. that back then? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, I came from a household, you know, back in the day where you had to eat what was on your plate. <laughs> so, um, but as soon as I would take that first bite or sometimes even just with the smell, uh, I would know instantly that this is going to be causing me pain. Um, so unfortunately, sometimes I had to eat my food <laughs> and then, you know, I would have pain that night uh, massively through the night. It kind of felt like somebody was pouring battery acid uh, in my side um, and I would get up and go to school the next day. So yeah, I kind of knew pretty early on. Um, and of course, you know, people start labeling you as being a picky eater or maybe you're anorexic and that's why you don't eat. But, you know, um, there's a very processed food, you know, at school and at home. Wow. I think it's just amazing at such a young age you had made that connection, you know, so power mm -hmm. to you. That's awesome. Um, yeah. How did you, what led you to become a health coach? Uh, yes. Yeah, so definitely my journey with my uh, health got me on that, got me started to be a health coach. So um, I found that a lot of times I was dismissed. I don't know if it was because I was very young or if it was because I was a woman. Um, I heard a lot of, you know, it's in your head, stop thinking about it, it will go away. Um, and at the time, you know, I'm 20, I'm still probably thinking I'm invincible. Um, so it's for somebody to turn around and tell me that, you know, stop thinking about it, it'll go away when you're having bloody diarrhea and a fever 104. I'm not really thinking about that, you know, um, and just kind of, I, I felt mistreated. And I also felt like they weren't really getting at the root cause. They were just throwing medications at me. 
Um, so, you know, by going on my journey and kind of looking and see how food can really impact our health, I decided that other people are probably struggling when they go to the doctors as well because, you know, they only have like eight minutes uh, and they're lucky if anybody does mention diet. Um, my gastroenterologist, even to this day, says food has nothing to do um, with my GI symptoms. Oh, oh my God. I know. What a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I, I noticed, you work primarily with people who have chronic illness. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so what is something that people who aren't dealing with chronic illness that wouldn't understand? Like, what is it that people who are dealing with chronic illness have to deal with day after day that right. people look at and they just have no idea? Right. Yeah. And it, it's hard. There's a, a lot. It's a lot like that's in my holistic coaching. We look at everything. So everything is affected. You're not sleeping very well. Um, you might be going to the bathroom a lot. So some people like, you know, they have to worry about, is there a bathroom near me? Um, it impacts every area of our life. The longer it took for me to get a diagnosis and the more strict you make your diet, sometimes the friends and family kind of fall away because they just don't understand, you know, the changes that you're making. Um, so it impacts your social life. Um, the pain obviously can get, you know, uh, overwhelming at times and you're just kind of thinking, should I go to the emergency room? Are they really going to do anything for me? <laughs> you know, you kind of go through that struggle of, you know, how bad is it? Do I have to go to the doctor to get this taken care of? Um, so yeah, it kind of creeps in all areas. You're very fatigued. Um, so that's one of the good things, you know, with working with a health coach, especially one like myself who's gone through the journey, you know, I understand that just taking a shower is going to wipe you out for the day. Um, that's why I went virtual because in the beginning I was seeing people in person. Um, but now when I can meet people virtually, you know, I don't have to, they don't have to worry about, you know, can I travel and get there in time without getting to a bathroom? Do I have to get up and shower? Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of creeps in all areas of your life. Yeah. It's so interesting. I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day and they said, they were talking to a person with that issue of the bathroom and like anytime they get on a plane, the seat has mm -hmm. to be near the bathroom. Every time they're at a meeting, they know the fastest route to the bathroom. Like, and it was just, it ruled their life. And I thought, wow, like I, I'm amazed that I never thought about that. That's what people were going through. And it just opened my eyes to, you know, obviously more gratitude, but also just how many other issues are people dealing with on a chronic basis that we have no clue. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you, a lot, a lot of things can be impacted. Um, sometimes it can be your hair's falling out. So then you're kind of worried about, you know, the vanity side of everything that's going on, you know, um, it could be, um, there's like extreme tiredness. Like, can you even get to work? Can you work? I think, um, when we talked to, uh, Pink Fortitude last week, you know, she was talking about like, how is this going to impact your work? Will they keep your job? Um, so I actually had an interview with a gentleman and he did hire me. He knew I had Crohn's. I was upfront about it. Um, but that my co-boss that was also going to be taking care of everything, uh, he was very upset that he hired me because I have Crohn's. Um, so you have to have a fine balance of do you disclose that you have some of these issues going on um, or do you just be upfront about it and hopefully that they will take it at face value and still hire you. Um, there's also, uh, for the longest time, I couldn't get health insurance. Um, because I had a pre-existing condition. Um, so, it, yeah, it kind of creeps in areas that you wouldn't even think, you know, um, every day. So, Amanda, when you work with a new client, what are the first three areas that you focus on? Uh, definitely diet. We make sure that they're getting uh, back to a whole food diet. 
uh, and sleep because, uh, as we know, if you're not sleeping very well, that kind of affects your next day. You have a higher incidence of diabetes and heart disease. Um, so we definitely look at sleep. We definitely look at food. Uh, and also the type of exercise they're doing, if they're doing any at all. So a lot of people still are in that mentality that they have to eat less and exercise more, and a lot of people are just kind of wearing their bodies down. So I do a more gentler approach um, to make sure that we're really taking care of these chronic ongoing diseases to preserve, you know, the adrenals in the body. So uh, we look at more like doing walking and yoga and what your body can actually handle. Uh, and even if that's just meditating from your chair in the beginning because you can't really do anything else, um, I try to meet you where you are for sure. Well, Amanda, I think your clients are very lucky to have you. I, I can't imagine how isolating and and depressing it is to be struggling all the time and having to have having someone to hold your hand through it is such a gift. So, kudos to you. Why yeah, don't you yeah, tell thank people? Thank you. Where... Yeah, if I would have had somebody like me when I was sick, it would have been like priceless. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Like, God, you just for somebody to listen, so, you know, sometimes. Absolutely to <laughs> listen. So tell people where they can learn more about you and what you offer. Yeah, sure. So my website is amandagoodwin.biz. That's B I Z. And I actually have a gift for everyone. If you go to my uh, amandagoodwin.biz backslash newsletter, uh, I actually have a bonus thank you gift. It's uh, five tips to optimize your thyroid and will help you to understand and optimize your thyroid. So it's a book that can kind of walk you through which test to ask your doctor for uh, and roughly where those ranges should fall. Awesome. <laughs> we will put that in the show notes. Amanda, thanks oh, thank so much you. for joining us today. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. And keep cool, ladies. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you too. Yeah. So, ladies, what are your biggest takeaways for today? Well, I mean, uh, I guess my biggest takeaway is to continue to take care of yourself and not rely on the government to put the pieces in place because they take a long time to do things. Um, and like do what Amanda did, take your health back in your own hands uh, because you don't, you can't really, that's the one person that you can rely on the most. And then we have to hope and pray that we get people in office like Kelda who can keep their integrity and not be bought out by the big corporations so that we can retain our, our health and our, I don't know, our, our ability to actually function well. I agree with you. That, that's what struck me about both of our guests today. Like um, Amanda was talking about how when she just started eating food that came from nature, again, so simple, you know, she experienced all these symptoms going away. And it made me think, well, is she the one with the disease or is it the food system with the disease? Mm-hmm. Same Great point. Yeah. Anything that, you know, Kelda was talking about, is it our children who are suffering from learning uh, disabilities and all, all the health issues we're facing? Or is it a, a disease of, of the policies and the government and the structures involved with a... <laughs> creating the world that we live within. So I, I think, you know, it's not necessarily something wrong with us. We have to look to the governing bodies and what's really going on around us. And, and also vote. <laughs> yeah, vote. And also, you know, pay attention to people in areas, other places in the country as well and support them if you can, because we need to all rise together. And I think that finding candidates like Kelda is so hopeful, so inspiring that I think that, it, like I said before, it does give me a lot of hope about where we could go. 
So I would like to announce our Summer Spice giveaway winner. What? Yes, Lisa Wildener. And I apologize if I did not uh, say that correctly. But Lisa, you will be getting an email from us with all the spicy details of your giveaway. (laughs) Um, I want to thank Liza Baker, who gave us a great review. It says, thank you for covering perimenopause in such a simple, direct way. Y'all listen. Y'all are listed on my membership site as a must-listen resource. Thanks, Liza. Um, it's been great being with you today. Come on over to healthyviewradio.com slash review and leave us a review. We would really, really appreciate that. Have a great week, and we will be back with lots of healthy information. Wait, next can week. we vote on your, your nail color? Can we vote on that? Fourth <laughs> <laughs> of July, blue. <laughs> blue nails. What do you say? Red, white, and blue. <laughs> I think it works. I think it was very playful, colorful. She's like 25 years younger with those blue nails. Ah, thanks. I'll do it every week. (laughs) (laughs) And until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.